Hello, this is Mike Overstreet, the Director of Growth Groups at Element 3 Church. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about leading social functions in your growth group. Now, I want to start out by just talking about how important social functions are. In general, this should be the next step in your leadership in terms of leading your group time after you get a core group attending your weekly meeting. And honestly, this is probably the second most important thing for you to start doing other than that weekly meeting in terms of building group culture. It's just a crucial next step for getting groups comfortable and getting people into a place where they feel like they know each other and they're willing just to be vulnerable or willing to be vulnerable with each other. Now, for a new group, we recommend that you shoot to lead a social function or to plan a social function in the first two or three months of your meeting together. I recommend this because it can be a great opportunity for you to help people in your group learn to take off their Sunday mask a little bit more. What I mean by that is a lot of people in American culture go to church with expectations of what church is, how you act in church, and what it means to go to church. And as much as we don't want to think this happens, it does. And it also bleeds over often into church groups or growth groups. Whether people intend to or not, they often walk into a small group space with a some level of mask about how someone is supposed to act in a church environment. And a social function, especially early on, in which people are just comfortable doing something that is not related to some conversation about you know growth or spirituality, just spending time together can be an easy way to get people beyond that stage, which will actually then improve the group time. In established groups, I just recommend that you do these every month or every other month. Because it's just a great way to keep reinforcing the friendship of the group, the intimacy of the group, the comfort of the group, which then will, in turn, reinforce that weekly group meeting too. Because once you're better friends, you're honestly going to be more vulnerable in that time. So I think this is something that all groups should do. Social time together in which you're able to spend time in an easy, laid-back, or just personable way, in a social way, helps build relationships, it helps build trust, and then it strengthens the group time because of that. Now, one of the things I always tell group leaders who are starting to plan social functions for the group is to remember which comes first. And what I mean, mean by that is that the group time, that time of vulnerable conversation, of dialogue, of spiritual growth, is always going to be the most important thing that your group does. And I say that this is a pitfall. I say this is something to watch out to because as you start developing social functions, there will always be a tendency for some people to start wanting to go to the social functions and not attend the weekly meeting. So it's a part of culture building that you insist the social functions come after the group time and importance. Or, and this is hard for a lot of people to do, Set the expectation that if you do not come to the group time, you will not be invited to the social time. And I know that sounds harsh, but I think it's super important to keep in front of your group members' minds that the social time together, that friend, that unfiltered time where we're spending just our lives together and having fun, is for the purpose of strengthening group cohesion, group connectedness, group relationships, so that when we go into that weekly meeting, we are more prepared to grow.
I, once again, I know that can be hard to tell people that, but it really is important for group culture. Now, when it comes to planning social time together, I just want to give you some basic key things to remember, some key uh, ground level rules and steps that you want to take. The first rule to remember is always make sure that you give people notice. Don't try to plan this in like one day's notice and expect people to come and to enjoy it. You want to give people enough time so they can plan it into their schedule and that they can be prepared to come. Because what you really want from social time is as many people in the group there as possible. Now, if it's the first social that you've done, I often recommend that you consider doing it instead of your normal group time one week. One of the best examples of this is doing a potluck instead of your normal group meeting. So give someone, or give the group, say, three weeks notice and say, in three weeks from now, instead of our normal group, we're going to have dishes, we're going to split those up, and we're going to just have a meal together. And then once your group gets going, make it a regular thing. Have it be the second Saturday of every month. Have it be on a consistent date and time. Because this helps people schedule, it helps give people notice, and it helps make these social times together as impactful and as inclusive as possible. Next, make it different from group. You don't want it to feel like another sit-down dialogue conversation. Don't have people show up to something that you were calling a social hour or a social event, and then it feel like they're literally just going to a second meeting of the growth group. Try to make it more laid back. Try to make it more personable. Try to make it more, you know, less intense and just more free-flowing conversation. And just make it feel different because this is going to make it more successful and make people feel more comfortable. Next, know your group in terms of activity. And we're going to go through some examples of activities at the end of this episode. But just know who is in your group. Try to the best of your knowledge what they like doing and really try to Center that activity, whatever you end up doing, around those strengths and avoiding the weaknesses of the things they don't like. And this is actually builds into the next point, which is try not to make it something that will exclude any of your members, especially early on. We made this mistake with one of our groups where we did a hike, and one of our members just really struggled physically with keeping up with like a high elevation hike. And that's something that suddenly creates separation and makes them feel like they're not welcome. So the next time we did a social, we made sure it was something that everyone felt like they could take part in, and it was far more successful. Next, plan it well. Do not have people come, especially to the first social, feeling like it was not planned, it was not organized, and it's kind of basically a waste of time. It's not really just about coming and doing nothing together. Rather, if it's a potluck, make sure it's organized well. If it's a hike, make sure you know where it's going. People are on time. People know what to bring. Just make sure that it is something that is enjoyable and is something that people feel like it was worth giving their Saturday to or whatever day you give it. Because you're asking people to make an extra time commitment and you need to honor that by being prepared. And last, have fun. The primary point of these is to have fun. They should not be boring. They should not be morose. They should not be super intense conversation. The goal is for you to break through the walls of your group members, even of yourself, by having social time that just makes you feel more comfortable together as friends. So in the last couple 
of minutes or last minute or two, we're going to talk about some of the example activities that you could consider leading your group when you're planning your socials together. The most, and once again, think about your demographics and the personalities of your group when you're picking which kind of social to do. The most obvious one we always recommend is the potluck. And what this is, is it's basically a time in which you just meet together for dinner, you break bread, and then you have a few laughs. And what I always recommend to group leaders is what you should do is try to own the biggest part of the meal and then just have people sign up for smaller side dishes. This sets the tone that you're leading, that you're willing to sacrifice to make it excellent, but it also starts making people more accountable to showing up by having them sign up for meals. And this can be just a very simple dinner together. Like I said, it's a great way to just replace one of the group meetings that you normally do with something that's a little more laid back. Another great one is game nights. If you're a board game person, just gather your people together on a Friday night, sit back and play some board games and have some silly time together. You can always plan things like a trip to the beach or the pool. This is especially good for families, groups with a lot of families in them. Um, and just organize that on a Saturday and go during the day. Hiking or camping. Our group loves to go hiking together. Uh, it's just a, 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 common or a common activity and hobby for a lot of our members. So we organize a hike together every couple of months in which we all go somewhere out of town, somewhere that we wouldn't normally go, and we just go on a hike over the course of a day. Another great one is grilling out. Uh, if you have access to a grill, if you know a place with a pool and a grill, just taking a day to sit back and cook together always is fun. And then one of my personal favorites, and this is kind of just if you're up to this sort of thing, but escape rooms. Our group did an escape room about six months ago and had a blast. It was a great team building exercise and we came away a lot closer. And what I always recommend with these activities is be creative, keep mixing it up, and like I said, just try to have fun. And eventually down the road, what I definitely recommend is start using these social times as a way to build ownership and share leadership. As you see gifts in your group, as you see things that people are passionate about, ask them to share it with the group by leading activities and owning some of these social times. And once again, once you can get your group to consistently take part in this social time together, you're going to see the next step towards an intimate, close-knit, and tight community. So just give it a shot, do your best, and as always, reach out if you have any questions.